What's up with all the Pesach drama? Why are there so many laws around it? Welcome back. I'm Gila Ross, host of the Power Up podcast, where we share short, relevant ideas to upgrade and impact your everyday life. Nice, easy question. Pesach, Pesach, Passover, whatever you want to call it, is coming up. What's up with all the drama? Like, if you think about it, right? There is certainly some panic, but the truth is, however, however little you want to do of it, and however basic you want to do it, do it, the laws are still pretty intense, right? You know, like you still got to get rid of all the chametz. You still got to, um, um, you know, get the matzah and the different types of foods. And it, it, like, it, it's pretty labor. And I think mentally um, 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 all encompassing. That's a good way of putting it. That's a very and like, and physically. Like the money side. Financially, Financially, yes, exactly. yes, that that that's that's a um that's a great point. Not not for today's discussion as well. Why everything over Pesach has to be so expensive? But um um, but my question to you is that if you think about it, Hashem God could have done it anyway, right? He could have made it as simple as you know, for example, what's a simple holiday? Shavuot, right? Well, you don't really have to you don't really have to do that much. Why did God make so many? mitzvot surrounding Pesach and and like such labor intensive financial intensive um, immense, mentally um, um, all encompassing whatever whatever words you want to do like it's it's a pretty big deal um, um, why 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 does why does why why did God do it that way he wants to challenge us to see how we react to stress so we have two two different answers so one is it's a challenge yeah uh, um, Esther, what, what did you say? <laughs> Equal opportunities. <laughs> yes, you're right. Right. I mean, all the other, if you think about it, Purim is, is we, we, we do remember the story, but really the mitzvah is celebrating the survival. Um, Sukkot is, is celebrating that we were saved in 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 the de- in the desert um um we were protected in the desert so it is it is only it is the only one and 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 perhaps that is a little bit of a clue to us that fact that there is there is a story here that we're telling and it, it's um it's to 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 talk about what what Adele's point is Let's just say and imagine, and I think for us nowadays, we can we can easily imagine it if we think about the past two years. Imagine you have someone who's on their own for Pesach, right? Um, and they're they're running a seder by themselves. Who's who asks the four questions? They do. Who answers the four questions? Sorry? They would have to. And in fact, the mitzvah is is not just to read it but it's actually to say it out loud, right? To say the questions and to tell, and to tell the story out loud as well, which, is, which I think can beg the question as well of, of why. Like, why isn't it enough? Okay, so it's great. It's a, it's a great story. It's an important story. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about why it's an important story, but why is it, why is it important for us to, to, tell, to tell the story out loud? 
Any ideas of why it's important to tell the story out loud? And then I'm going to ask one final question, then we're going to try and get into a little bit of the answers. Okay, the third question, okay? And I think this is a question that we often, we often um, gets a, a, a part of the story that gets overlooked a little bit, is that the Jews in Egypt were very, very immersed in Egyptian culture. Right, we, we, we don't often, I don't know if it, this is something that people um, recognize when they, when they talk about the story, is that we're told that except for three things, right, which is the, the way they dressed, the way they, the language they spoke, and their names, that the, they kept their Jewish names, they were completely, completely immersed in, Jew, in, in Egyptian culture, right? So when we talk about the, they, they became free, yeah, great, so God took them out of Egypt, but how did they break free of the Egyptian culture? Because obviously the, 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 the Pesach story is, um, let me ask you this question. What's the miracle of Pesach? Getting out of Egypt, but it's not just the getting out of Egypt. What happened next? Split the sea. Yep, yeah, that's, although that could be argued as, as part of the, the coming out of Egypt. Again, the freedom. Freedom. Yes, we got freedom. Yeah. Lindsay, sorry, what were you going to say? So, um, they they gained their own identity. They could actually be themselves and not be immersed in the Egyptian culture. Right, but um um and and um yes. Yeah, so so Lindsay, what what just just to flesh out what Lindsay you're you're saying is that we became the Jewish people, right? That is where we became the Jewish people, and and God took us out of Egypt, not just gave us freedom but he he took us out of Egypt in order so that we would become the Jewish people right so how did that switch happen that we you know we went from 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 slaves who were immersed in Jewish in, in Egyptian culture completely immersed except for these three small things so they had Jewish names and they spoke the, the, the Hebrew and and they and they dressed a certain way but like everything else was you know they, they probably celebrated the the Egyptian holidays and they probably thought like Egyptians and acted like Egyptians in all other ways and yet something happened that we that we be, that we were able to break free from from that culture, how did that happen? Any any clues before before we go on? Any clues? No, not yet. Okay, so 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 we're going to look at um, a few different mitzvahs surrounded that Pesach, and I think that's going to give us an insight in how we got how we became that um, um, the Jewish people, and I think it's it's relevant to us nowadays because we all live wherever you are around the world, right? For those of us in the UK, um, you know, we live in a British culture. Yes, we're Jewish. And if, you know, if you're lucky enough to, to work in a Jewish environment or send your kids to a Jewish school, then you feel much more connected to Judaism. But, um, um, you know, we are, we are we are immersed in 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 the in the western for those of us that are in the western world right i know on instagram i've got followers around the world we're immersed in the culture that that we live in right so how do we hold on to that 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 jewish um identity so so there's there's a the story of pesach and the message and the lesson of pesach is is so integral right it's so integral to our day-to-day that we're going to see that it's it's a mitzvah that gets that gets um, um, that gets a lot of attention, right? It, uh, um, 
um, so, so, so which, which answers us like, what's up with all the drama, right? You know, if, if you think about it, it's, it's almost like, you know, um, um, Esther was saying, why doesn't it get split but it's, uh, between all the other holidays? But the truth is the Pesach story, a lot of the other holidays and a lot of the other mitzvahs the reason given is to remember the Pesach story, right? Um, for example, on Shabbat, when we make Kiddush, we say to remember that the, the, the we, we make Kiddush in order to remember that God took us out of Egypt. So, so it's not just on Pesach, but it's throughout the year. But especially like Pesach, it's, it's almost supposed to stop and say, wait, something's going on here, right? It's, it's almost like God wants us to say, this is a big deal, pay attention. And if you think about it, there are so many people so many Jews that the one thing that they do is Pesach, right? What, whatever, whatever we do, like there's something, there is something in the Pesach story. There is some sort of message in, in Pesach that um, um, they, they, that they, that is, is integral for us, for us, for us to, to do. So we're going to try and find out what it is. We have a question here. Does that mean that they did not adhere to the mitzvah while in Egypt? So it seems that there were two mitzvah that they kept in Egypt one was Brit Milah and the other one was when they when they when God asked them to bring the lamb and and sacrifice the lamb and then put the blood on the doorpost those were the two mitzvahs that they kept in Egypt so not many um but they hadn't yet got the Torah as well okay so so where are we up to so so we're going to look at a few different mitzvahs of Pesach and it's going to give us a bit of an insight into why Pesach is such a big deal why it's such a big deal. So one of the mitzvahs on, on, on Passover is the to bring the, in the time when we had a temple, was to bring a Paschal lamb, right? To that, that lamb that they sacrificed for Pesach. Now, one of the rules about it was, it's got, it's got lots of rules and all the rules are, are symbolic of, you know, something that happened. One of the rules is that an estranged Jew, and I'm going to explain what an estranged Jew is, uh, is not allowed to partake of it right now what does an estranged jew mean does anyone know okay so an estranged jew means a jew ha who has made a decision that they no longer want to identify as jewish right it's not talking about someone who's is or isn't religious or maybe not as religious as they'd like to be it's, it's making but it's talking about someone who has made a decision i no longer want to identify with judaism or the jewish community right that that, that is what they made now why shouldn't a person like that be able to eat they but, you think they wouldn't want to, you're right. Right, so what if they want it because of the family, or what if they want it because it's a very tasty piece of meat, right? You know, like, why, like, if that's the same Jew were to come to us the Friday night before, before Seder and say, I'd like to, I'd like to join your, 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 your Shabbat meal, what would you say to them? Sure, come on in, take a seat, right? That, that's what Jews do, you know, we welcome... We welcome people in, right? So why is it that when it comes to the lamb, it's like, no, sorry, you, you, you've got no part in it. So why would you push past? I don't know. Why would you push someone away? That's my exact question. Why are we pushing them away? Even if the reason is ulterior, right? Even if the reason is ulterior and they're saying that, you know, maybe it's just because I want to be with my family or maybe it's because the, the lamb is tasty or whatever it is. That's not who, what we do as Jews, right? As Jews, we welcome people in. Right? Why are we pushing them away when it comes to this specific mitzvah? Any idea? <laughs> Maybe there'll even be a good answer or two, right? Who knows? 
So this goes down to what Pesach is, right? When we came out of Egypt, yes, we got our freedom. That was just the beginning. That is when we became a Jewish nation. That is when we as a people um, opted in to Judaism, right? So for a Jew who has made a decision, and, and I want to make it very, very clear, it's someone who has made a decision. I, I, I personally don't know of anyone like that, right? Like, I, I think it'd be very um, rare to meet a Jew like that. And I'm not talking about someone who's gone through religious trauma or whatever and, and, and is not part of the community because it's, 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 it's talking about someone who has made a decision. I do not want to be part of the Jewish people, right? You don't have a part in the Seder. Right, because the Seder is celebrating that we are Jewish, right? It's like, for example, it's you know, it's an Independence Day in America on July 4th, and you have someone who is a known, you know, anti-American. Would they celebrate it? No, you don't have a part in it. This is celebrating you, you know, your your your, your American patriot uh, patriotism or whatever it's called, right? You don't have a part in it. So, so what the mitzvah here is telling us is that, yes, it's a celebration of our freedom, but don't forget that that freedom was leading to something. That freedom was when we as a people, and we're gonna see individually and both as, 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 as families and as a community chose to become Jewish, right? This is when we became the Jewish people. And this is what we're celebrating. So if someone turns around and says that, you know, I don't believe in any of that. And I don't want, and it's not just, I don't believe in it. It's I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that. Then we turn around to them and say, well, that's your, you know, but, but you, you, you don't really have a part in this. You don't have a part in this celebration because this is a celebration of, of us becoming becoming the Jewish people. Now, it's a very interesting thing because we're talking about how the, the Jews made a switch from, from you know, being immersed in, 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 you know, being slaves, being immersed in Egyptian culture to becoming the Jewish people, right? So how does that happen, right? Which I think goes back into the question of how do we change? Easy, nice, easy question for a Wednesday evening, right? How do we change? How does change, how does human change happen? And so I'm going I'm to give you two. So, absolutely, slowly, one step forward, two steps forward, one step back, all that, yes. But, ooh, yes. How many, how many, how many um, um, right, psychologists it takes yes. to change a light bulb? The, the light bulb's got to really want to change, right? <laughs> Um, so, well, 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 yeah, yeah, you've got to, but once you've accepted that you have to, once you've accepted that the process is going to be slow and arduous and, and you know, it's going to be like this and like that, right? How, th there's two different theories of how, how change happens, right? There's the idea that if you change your, your mindset, then eventually that will influence your behavior. There's a different theory that says, I'll change your behavior and that will influence you, right? Now, Judaism teaches us that, that the reason, the, um, um, how you change is by changing your behavior, right? Be when you, and, and I'll, give you, I'll, give, I'll give you a small example, right? You want to become more of a giver? You want to become a person that gives to other people? Don't just 
learn about giving and think about giving. All that's important and, and yes, do it. But if you actually want to change, you want to become more giving, the only way you're going to do that is by giving, right? So give, give a little bit here and a little bit here and a little bit here. And eventually all those actions influence us, which is why we ask the question, why does the person sitting on his own have to actually say the words? Why is it not enough for him to just read it? Why? Because when we say something, when we do something, that influences us, right? And there are so many mitzvot surrounding um, um, Passover. And it's incredible to, to you know, if, if you actually read through the text, it's really incredible. Like the, the, there's so many, I, I don't know how many, but there's maybe 30 odd mitzvot surrounded um, with, with, you know, getting rid of the chomet and, and eating matzah and, and, and all the Passover things. Like there's so many different things. Why? Because there is, a, a you know there is something integral happening here there is an important message here and God wants to give us many opportunities to take that message and incorporate it into our lives right what is that message we know we now know that it's you know it's a big deal Pesach. I mean I think we all knew that anyway because you know we sort of get the sense that this is a big deal, whether it's people making a big deal out of it, or if it's just, you know, we feel like it's a big deal. And we now know that it's specifically like that in order for, for, for two things. Number one, to, to make us stop and, and, and pay attention and say, hold on a second, something's going on here, right? Like, uh, you know, you, you don't sort of get the same sense when it comes to um, Shavuot, for example, which is also an incredibly important um, 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 holiday. It's when we get, got the Torah, right? But you don't get that, like, weeks and weeks before and people talking about it and whatever whereas Pesach you do right you know they're comparing the price of mayonnaise on Facebook like weeks and weeks in advance right you, you you sort of like even if you want to live in in under your your rock and you and pretend that it's not coming in denial not not that I know anyone around the table that might be um um, um might be doing that um then uh, myself <laughs> you 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 kind of get reminded you know it's coming it's coming up and it's coming up pretty soon right um sorry two and a half weeks actually less but we're not going to discuss that right now because this is a this is a positive part <laughs> uh, right so so um and, and it's also many opportunities for us to take these lessons and to incorporate it into our life and into our psyche right so it becomes part of of who of who we are now what is what is that message of Pesach? What is that message of Pesach? Something switched in our worldview before Pesach and after Pesach. I'm going to give you like half a minute to, to try and guess because it's a hard one. But once I tell you, I think you're going to say, oh. <laughs> uh, no, Jews do not put blood in the bread. Jews are actually, um, that is a, um, um, a question I got on Instagram. Fun fact. It is actually non-kosher to eat blood. So Jews do not put blood in, in, in the bread. Um, okay, where, where were we up to? Um, yeah, the, the worldview. Okay, so the, there's two different views on God, right? Once a person believes in God, there's two different ways of, and, and two different ways religion look at God. There is God as the creator, right? God created the world and then sort of let it be, right? Pesach taught us different. What did Pesach teach us is that um, um, in Judaism, we believe that God created the world, but we don't believe in God as only the creator, right? Because Pesach taught us that God is intimately involved in our life, right? We, we, you know, God, we're told that God um, created the world with 10 statements, and then there were the 10 plagues. 
And each of those 10 plagues actually corresponds to one of the statements that God used to, um, um, to create the world, right? So, so what, did, what did the Pesach story teach us? It taught us that God runs the world, not just that God created the world and then let it be, but that God created the world and continues to run it, which is a totally different relationship that we have to God. And I'll share, I'll share with you an example, right? Let's say you go into a um, toy shop, right? I was in Copenhagen on, on um, Monday and I went into the flagship, flagship Lego store there and you see all these boxes of Lego, right? So there was someone that created the Lego concept, someone that created the box. Do they really care where the boxes of Lego get um, end up? No, as long as they out the shop and someone has paid for them, they're okay with it, right? They don't really care whether it ends up in my house and my kids enjoy playing with it or it ends up in my house messed up with the other bunch of toys that no one plays with, right? They don't really care once, it, once, it, once they've got their money for it. Um, the, the other concept of God is, is, is different, right? It's, it's that God created the world and continues to run our life, which means that God cares about us right? God is involved in our life. God cares about us, right? And, and that is what we learned at Pesach, right? Which is why when, when God introduced himself to us at, the, at, at Sinai and gave us the, the Ten Commandments, Hashem told us he didn't introduce himself as, as a creator, right? He introduced himself as, um, um, as the, the um, God who took you out of Egypt. I am God who cares about you, who is involved in your life right and that was that was the integral integral part of, of of the Pesach story that is the integral part that we have to learn on Pesach right we make all this hullabaloo about Pesach because there is a fundamental a fundamental um, um, message about Pesach that God cares about every single person right God runs the world God cares God loves us all Right, God absolutely loves us all, and um, and that is what the Pesach story is telling us. It's not. Yes, it is that we came out and we, we you know, we're grateful for our freedom and the fact that if we God wouldn't have taken us out there, we we would never become a Jewish people. That there's all that to it. But which, but if you think about it, our relationship to to a creator of the world versus a relationship to God who runs our lives is completely different, right? It's, it's very easy to, to if, if, if God created the world and then let it be, then it's very easy to kind of feel like, I don't really matter. Like what I do doesn't really matter. But when we understand, right, on that, and, and, and we, we, you know, incorporate into our psyche that God took us out of Egypt because God cares about us, right? And that has not changed, right? God is still involved in our life and cares about us and is, is interested in what we're doing and listens to when, when we pray and watches what, what we do, then it really, really changes, hopefully it changes the way we look at, at um, we look at and relate to God. And that is, um, um, so to, to, to sum up what we've, um, 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 to sum up what we've discussed so far, right, is that, yes, there is a lot of drama around Pesach, right, and this is not, I gave a, a, a very interesting, um, um, uh, I gave a discussion yesterday about how to make the drama more um, manageable for yourselves, it's, um, I'll put, I'll put the link in, 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 on the Instagram thing for anyone that wants to watch the, the replay of that, but that's not the topic of the class, the to topic of tonight's class is, yes, there is a lot of drama, and it's for a specific reason, because the message of Pesach is so important, it's a fundamental part of Judaism, right, 
Pesach is when we became the Jewish people, when we chose to opt into Judaism. And the foundational belief of that is understanding that God is involved in our life. God, God, God cares about us. God loves us. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I'd love to hear your thoughts and your feedback. You can get in touch with me. You can find me on Instagram. It's Gila Ross. And please take a moment to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out. Thank you and have a wonderful day.